The Green Bay Packers Mentor Protege Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor Protege Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast, Lessons in Success. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we will help you prepare a crisis contingency plan. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Anna. So the importance of having crisis contingency uh, plan, what do you think? I think it's very important to really put down on paper how you want to get through what's a, a difficult situation, a crisis, a recession, whatever it might be. And it's better to put that together early in the process so you think it through in kind of a rational way and, and don't act off of emotions, which can be dangerous when you're fearful about what's going to happen. So this is a time for a really tough self-assessment of your firm. Uh, you're under stress, yes, but you need to make sure that because of that stress, you don't pull the old levers you've always pulled to try to make your business work. You've got to think in fresh ways, pull the right levers. Uh, so you need to look at the full potential of your company. Uh, it's like lighting a fire underneath everybody. Folks, we're in a tough situation. Let's all pull together. What are we going to do? Absolutely. And just to add to that is like right now we are thinking about this crisis uh, contingency plan because we're in pandemic and we're in crisis. But I think for our listeners, they should have in place crisis contingency plan at every all the time. Because, you know, like uh, the, the disruptive events can happen overnight, like it did happen with the pandemic. But sometimes even a burst of water pipe at your company's main headquarters, for example, that can trigger crisis within the company. So I know that all the companies, majority of the companies have business plans in place. But I think within this business plan, they should put together and prepare a crisis contingency plan. And that's what we will give them the recipe, um, how to do it. And, and we're, we're in what I'd call probably a recessionary state at the moment. And yet we know that when this one is done and we've seen some growth, we'll be back in this somewhere up the road. It's going to come again. It's a cycle. Uh, we hope it's another 10 years of good growth as we had, but who knows? Absolutely. Absolutely. And saying that, I think we should uh, start reviewing some of the data we should collect prior to putting together the plan. And I think we should start probably with uh, your strategic um, and financial position. Yes. At this point. Uh, that's the first step in, in the analysis, I would believe. And uh, you want to know, first of all, in, in really honest terms, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? We, we kind of toss those off as, well, we're good at this and we're good at that. But do you have any data to support that? So I've always been wary of the SWOT analysis unless people have really gathered the data to document to me as an outsider that th those are strengths and those are weaknesses. One of them certainly is financial resources on it. Uh, being the banker uh, in those days, what would you have looked at to tell, help somebody understand their financial position? Well, you have to make sure that you assess, first of all, what do you have as a cash available to you? You have to make sure that you put together some um, possible 
trends, what's going to happen to your cash. And in this case, again, try to um, evaluate what is your cash flow and what will be your cash flow within one month, two months, three months, um, and what availability as, let's say, lines of credit you have for your um, cash flow purposes, what kind of debt leverage you have. I know that we've talked in the past uh, more details into, okay, now how do you leverage your debt and things like that during crisis. That's why I don't want to go in detail uh, within that, but you have to have a tough decision and, and more of a forecast. Okay, this is the position we have right now. Let's talk about what's going to happen. And I'm going to throw together both the issue of strategic position and competitive position kind of into one right now and just say you you really need to have an understanding whether you differentiated yourselves from others. And if that's so, how have you done it? Think of Starbucks. People drive in every morning to pay more for a cup of coffee because Starbucks has set themselves apart from everybody else. Uh, I go to Home Depot. They're differentiated because they help me understand how to put a toilet in. Uh, most of the other firms they compete with don't have people who can tell me that. Uh, so what's happening in your marketplace? What's going on in your industry? Oh, and you and I are both sticklers on this one. Can you tell me who your top 10 customers are? Your best customers that generate the most income? Anna, you and I both agree with the importance of the pumpkin plan and uh, doing that rating of customers. I want them to also look at their competencies. What, what do you know that sets you apart? Uh, if you're really good at prototyping a new product, that might be a special competency that's going to help you come out of this recession strong. Um, I like Absolutely. to think about uh, whether whether you're alert to opportunities that might be out there. As, as just as a mindset that you're looking for opportunities, even in the worst of times, we never know what might happen. I just wanted to add to the opportunities. Uh, I know that you mentioned SWOT analysis for our listeners and who do not know what is SWOT analysis. Um, it's a strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You are evaluating that particular strategic position of your company. But what we want you to focus on, and Michael uh, just uh, mentioned that we want you to switch your thinking. I know that usually you will start with your strength, with your weaknesses, then opportunities and threats, but we encourage you to start thinking about what are your current opportunities right now? It's urgency. Everyone is trying to compete in this um, crazy market and, and difficult times. So review all the opportunities you have. However, make sure that you review the threats after that, because as you know, during this crisis, we have a lot of restrictions. CDC constantly comes out with restrictions. OSHA also had put out some modifications. So you have to make sure in this market your opportunities, but you have to lay it on the, uh, on the restrictions, on the threats, and then start reviewing your strengths and weaknesses. Keep in mind, too, that <clears throat> as unpleasant as it is to say, there are going to be firms that come out of this, some of them strong. There are going to be firms that don't survive this. And we want you to be survivors. So that's why we're offering the kinds of ideas we have here. So from that assessment, the question would be, how do you view yourself? Do you want to be on offense or on defense? I propose you ought to be thinking more offensively than defensively. Defensively is a reactive position. I'd be wary of that. Uh, are you good at building customer loyalty and hanging on to your current best customers? 
Uh, what are the other critical issues that you think you ought to be looking at and how would you prioritize them? And that kind of brings us, that kind of brings us then to that moment where we should, let's say, let's put it on paper. Let's build a contingency plan. Painful process. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, I totally agree because, you know, it's, it's different when you're thinking about all these things. Oh, I think I should do this. I should do this. But it's totally different when you write it down and then you review it with your employees. And if you're family-owned business, we've talked mm -hmm. about this. You can review our episode on that. You should be reviewing it with your family also. And you should communicate. Communication is extremely important. I'm not going to touch any further on that. But um, you and you, you, this is your competitive uh, advantage, your competitive position, and, and all these data. Mm -hmm. You will collect all these data, all your opportunities. Then what do you do with all this uh, data and assessment? Michael. It, it should guide you in, in thinking what needs to go into your contingency, contingency plan. I, I want to propose to anybody who's listening, uh, unless you're driving your car, pull over, take out a piece of paper and draw a line on that piece of paper across the paper. And on the far left, put point A and then draw a vertical line to make that a column. Then put point B, another line, point C, yet another line, point D, and over to the far right, you're going to have the fifth column and it's going to be labeled point E. You can just put those letters there, A, B, C, D, E. Now we want to take you through those. Uh, so the first one would be the metrics of where you are at the moment. We hope that's a fairly straightforward uh, set of, of items, set of metrics that you'd put there. That here's where we are at this day. It's the 14th today. Um, now we need to jump to the far other end, the right side called the point E. Uh, how would you I, take them just through what they ought to be thinking about in terms, in terms of the, the, the definitions we're using you and I for point E? That's the far other end where, where we need to really understand we're at that point, perhaps if we go beyond it, of having to close the business. we have to be thinking first of all about what's the bare minimum funds that we have to have on hand if we're going to keep our doors open as that the doors close. So what's the minimum cash on hand that you need to have if you want to keep operating? What's the minimum monthly income stream you have to be generating from customers that will allow you to keep the business going and at least keep a number of employees if you need them to, to allow you to produce a product or a service. So we're saying that's kind of the end point. If you, if you reach that point, the tough decision comes whether to, to accept closing the business. But we've got a lot of points in between that. So uh, what we've thought through on and I is that if you if you can define point A and point E, now jump into the middle, the halfway point between the two, called point C, and say if if I took the metrics for today, and then looked at my bare minimums. What's that halfway point that I ought to start writing down in column C? Uh, what would that point be? And you're, you're doing this because you want to know when you, when you reach that point. You want to define what point C means, the midpoint. And then a little bit later here, we'll talk about the actions that you have to put down relative to that. And then point B, of course, is halfway between point A and C. So you, you take your metrics from C and A and you kind of divide those in half roughly and decide what, what are the key metrics when you've hit point B. 
and you do the same for that point between C and E called point D. So you've kind of got a timeline and you've got a set of metrics to guide your decision making. And now you have to decide uh, what are the actions I have to take when I hit those different points. Right now you're at point A, so you're doing the things, and we hope you've listened to some of our other podcasts, you're doing the things that are helping your business right now be at its best given the circumstances. But if you go to point B and you suddenly realize those metrics are in place, what's the question you need to ask? Hunter, any thoughts on what questions they need to ask when they hit that first of those of those points, point B, halfway between point A and point C? Well, you have to make sure that you evaluate your total sales. Uh, and if the sales are in decline, what is happening? What is triggering the decline? Is it, for example, um, the pandemics? Is it uh, the consumers are changing their behaviors, which is very, um, right now, current, uh, I mean, it's a current event right now. So you have to make sure by, let's say, 20% decline, what kind of actions are you going to uh, take? I, what kind of, uh, and you have to evaluate your marketing efforts also, because during this crisis, and I know you're from A and B, obviously there is some kind of change, income change going from A and B. What triggers that? So what kind of action steps you can take? You, you must write it down, like Michael said, three to five action uh, steps you have to take going from A to B. Okay, you're evaluating. And uh, the example I'm trying to give is like you're evaluating, okay, your current marketing efforts, are they in line with what consumer would like? Are they relevant because your communication to your customers should be relevant to what is happening because the customers right now are worried about survival. So all these things you have to consider um, and then evaluate, okay, now you have to review your workforce. What steps you can take to minimize this drop of sales. So all these things you have to take in consideration, again, the, the overall arching is like, you're talking about the revenue, are they going down cash in hand um, and how much debt leverage you have, but then at every point it declines or something changes, what action steps you should take to minimize the impact. So, so we've been at point A, that's where we are today. Mm -hmm. And as Anna's saying, you, you've reached point B, which has some numbers to it. What your, your income stream, your sales, so as Anna is saying, what are the actions at this moment you're going to have to take? Where are you going to make some cuts to improve your margins? Uh, what, what, what things can you do in terms of marketing communication to try to stop the trend from going downward? And, and if we move on to C, and that's another set of, marker, of metrics, if you will, that are not as good as B, but better than D. Uh, once again, we want you to write on paper what your actions will be when you reach those points. You're not there yet but you need to have them written down now. So you're really defining for yourself. I'm promising, promising myself when I hit point C, these are the steps I have to take for my business to continue to function. Uh, and you can do them now somewhat objectively. When point C hits, you may be a lot more emotional about all of this unfolding. So it's tougher for you to, to think your way through what actions should we be building in here. So you're getting a sense of the flow here. At B, we're setting some actions in place on paper that we're gonna take. Point C, again, some additional tougher actions. Point D, even more 
uh, strenuous actions we're going to take to keep our business going. And if we hit E, now we have the big, the big tough decision. Absolutely. And I just wanted to uh, add here that for some of us, um, the conservative nature of preparing your company for the worst case scenarios can feel at odds with the blue sky thinking people mm-hmm. like me. But, um, you know, in fact, some solutions that drive growth can also serve as a small business's continued tools. So you use these tools and, and you write this action step. So it's not emotional anymore. You already wrote it. So you just have to follow the recipe. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. Because you're thinking clearly at the moment, at least more clearly than when you hit, hit one of those points. And I'm much like you, Anna. I'm, I'm conservative. I'm also an optimist. Uh, originally, when we wrote this out, we put worst case scenario and I didn't like it. It was too negative. And, so, so point E is where you're still surviving, but, but that's barely. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an easier word for me to deal with psychologically. Because I, I think we're all going to get through this somehow. That, that's the positive approach. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what, about a, a, what about the financial side of this contingency plan? What do we need to do there from a, from a pr- perspective, let's say, operational budget? Well, um, you said it. First of all, you have to you have to have a budget in place at any point we've discussed right now, because if you're not budgeting your money, especially right now during this crisis, you will be missing and and you will not have enough cash on hand. And and you have to monitor this very very closely. So um, again, how much cash coming in? How much cash is going out? You have to check inventory. Again, budget, budget, budget at any point and be there like a hawk. Look at this every single day and see whether there is some kind of change and and what triggers that change. Because we understand that numbers, you will get the numbers from your accountant or you can review your numbers. But what triggered that change uh, within the company? Is it the market change? Is it industry change? Is it environmental change? Um, You have to monitor and and assess this at any time. We want you to think about these two pieces we're talking about now, this, this, uh, set of columns from point A to point E and this budget that Anna has talked about being used in parallel. So you've got two tools to kind of guide you. One tells you where you are financially. It's really telling you what point A, B, C, D, and E are. And then you've got the actions that said, when, we, when, when this happens, these are the next steps I have to take to prevent it from going further. So these are something, two tools used in parallel, if you will. Um, one other thing I'd like to propose to you, and this is a tough one as well. I'd like you to sit down Think your way through all of this, including point E. It's kind of back to point E. And write a number on a piece of paper and get an envelope out and put that number inside the paper. That number represents how much money you're prepared to lose while trying to sustain your business through this period. I'm saying that there is a point where we don't want you to spend more money because now you'll be destitute. As a good entrepreneur, you won't be able to spring back doing something else because you've gone too far trying to save the current business. At some point, we're all optimistic. So we, we may put everything we have into saving our business and we may go too far. Uh, I use the analogy of a slot machine. I've been sitting there for uh, 20 minutes putting quarters in. Machine hasn't paid off to me yet. 
I'm about to, I was planning to go after I spent my first hundred. If I didn't win something, I'm just going to leave. But no, I've been here for 20 minutes. The machine hasn't paid off. I know as quick as I get up, the next person, they'll put a quarter in and the machine will pay off to them. And those are my quarters. So I get another hundred dollars and I put it in the machine and it still doesn't pay off. Now the choice, do I leave now and somebody really gets my payoff or do I put a third $100 in? That's where we catch ourselves in trying to save the circumstances. So that number in the envelope is saying, while I can still think in, in relatively non-emotional terms, how much am I prepared to lose? What do I want to leave left behind so that I can start that next business? You put that in an envelope, you seal it, and you hand it to a good friend who you know is tough enough to say, uh, Mike, where are you today? And you're, oops, you're getting close to your limit. Uh, when do you think that you're going to hit that? Well, I think maybe next month. Well, then next month we sit down and talk. And if you're there, you're cl closing your business because I'm pushing you. That's what we need, somebody to hold us accountable. Tough, but we've got to do that. Absolutely. Michael, saying that, uh, let's um, recap what we have discussed today for our listeners. All right. Well, you know, remember we started with a tough self-assessment, uh, the, the kind of lighting the fire under the, under the business to be, get us to be honest about where we are right now, and then to do that financial assessment and that strategic and competitive assessment. How do how are we position the market? Uh, how are we financially? Do we have the resources to get us through a period of this? And we used all of that to help us think through now. If if we hit this particular stage. B, C, D, E. What are we going to do at each of those stages to keep the business going? It means we have to cut expenses. We want to try to maintain margins. We want to try to maintain sales. So all of those things have to be written on paper to be our guide. We call it a contingency plan. And we use that as an honest actively day to day, week to week. We keep looking at it and say, honestly, where are we? How are we doing? Are we staying above C? Good, good. If not, we got some tough actions to make. Those are the things we have to do. And then the, the other thing is we have to monitor what's going on all around us, the triggers that might change the environment unexpectedly. If we come back to a second wave of virus, we need to be thinking how that will change our contingency plan. And one of the things it means is we change it right away because that's going to change the whole environment again. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Michael. And to our listeners, we have developed um, a contingency plan document. So if you would like a copy of that, you can email us at info at ffresearch.com or you can find our contact information at thepackers.com under the community page, Green Bay Packers Mentor Protégé Program. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I am Anna Steinfest, and I am joined today by my co-host, Michael Troyer. Keep watching for us at Lessons in Success. This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.